The Jays step up. Ice tray was iced out. And the Boston Celtics are advancing to face the Philadelphia 76ers. It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device, whichever app you're using, subscribe there if you're a first-time user. Welcome, first-time listener, welcome aboard, thank you for trying the podcast out. Regular listeners really appreciate you. Watch the show on YouTube, hop into the comment section, let me know what you think of the show, what you think of the team. Uh, I think you're pretty happy with the team after the Celtics 128-120. Game six win, series over. Goodbye, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Appreciate the uh, the competition. Now it's on to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, later on, I'll get to some of the individual uh, performances. Um, I'll talk a little bit about how the Celtics kind of you know, survived the test here. And, and sometimes things just don't go to script and, uh, let's start though with just this, this game, let's just start with this game, <laughs> the flow of the game, the way this game went, uh, this, this was just a wild one. And, and, you know, shout out, I, I know I've given the Hawks a lot of, a lot of grief and I, they, they're not, they're not a, a, a team that's, uh, exactly where they need to be. Let's say they admitted as much after the game. Uh, but look, the, the Hawks came in and they, they played, they really played hard. They really, really played hard. And, uh, Jalen Brown said after the games, like they, they had a lot of fight and they fought us the whole way. And and they did, you know, the first part of the series kind of went the way I thought it would, where the Celtics, the Celtics had a 32 point lead in game one, a 22 point lead in game two. And there was nothing in those two games that made that made anybody think, or made me think for sure, that the the, the Hawks had this kind of fight in them. Game three felt like it was an outlier game. Game four, hard fought, all of that stuff. First four games, I felt really, really good about where the Celtics were. Game five came along, and especially without Dejounte Murray, uh, and, and maybe considering the way Dejounte Murray played in this game, uh, maybe maybe that was bad for the Celtics. Maybe they wanted him on the floor, but regardless that, that game five, uh, Hawks team really kind of showed something and games five and six, uh, game four, starting game four, I, I thought they fought hard in game four. Uh, I thought the Celtics really played, uh, mature down the stretch in game four. And, and then game five, they had it under their control. And then the end ending was what it was. And, you know, I I did my whole thing about losing trust and and really laying into the guys, uh, because I thought that was the right tone for the, um, for that game. The Celtics had a game that they, they were, uh, should have won and uh, they, they blew it. 
But the Hawks really put pressure on the Celtics, and, and the Celtics didn't handle it well. This, uh, this game, the Hawks came out and, and put a lot of pressure on the Celtics, and the Celtics just kept, it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. The entire game, the Celtics came out uh, with a little bit of a lead, and the Hawks came back, and the Celtics came out really strong at the beginning. And I thought, hey, maybe, maybe this would have been the the blowout that I, I'd been looking for. But credit the Hawks, they just kept on coming. Trey Young in the first quarter, eighteen points. But as the game went on, I, I just kind of felt like when Trey had that big first quarter, that was going to be. I knew he wasn't going to score seventy two points in the game. I didn't think it was going to go as well after that as it did for Boston. Seven points in the second quarter for for Trey Young. Three points in the third, two in the fourth. His last made basket of the game was at the 7.59 mark of the third quarter. That's amazing, considering that he could not miss at the beginning of the game. The Celtics started to ramp up their defense. Uh, it, they put Marcus Smart on Trey Young, and he just kind of like started face guarding him. The Celtics didn't help off of him. They didn't let him walk into as many shots as he was walking into, and uh, they they really shut that down in the in the fourth quarter. He was um, three. Uh, what was the what was his number in the fourth quarter? Or in the second half. He, he just had an outrageously bad shooting night, uh, let's say, in the second half. and Because uh, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I thought I did. But the Celtics, he, he had no baskets in the, in the, second, in, in the fourth quarter. Um, it, it was just a, a complete turnaround. And that's, that kind of helped them seal the game because when they kept going to that in the fourth quarter, he just didn't have anything there. And, and what I was talking about with the DeJounte Murray, Trey Young kind of experience, I think, I think that kind of played into it a little bit where Trey just never kind of got the usage up in that second half where he, he could kind of build, build back into that 18 point for, uh, first quarter type of performance. So great defensive, uh, adjustment there by the Celtics. Uh, he even said after the game, Marcus was more aggressive. He wasn't leaving me as much. Uh, it was just more connected. So the Celtics kind of put that to bed. But hey, look, the 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 Hawks just kept hitting three-pointers. They're, they're not a great three-point shooting team, and they started hitting threes like crazy. DeAndre Hunter, four of eight. John Collins, three of four. I mean, come on. Seven of 12 from Hunter and Collins? That's, I mean, Hunter had been hitting shots for a couple of games, but still, the that's not who they are. That's not their typical performance. But meanwhile, the Celtics got just got great, great performances out of the guys they needed those performances from. Jason Tatum, I think, started to finally get away from the three-pointers. I think early on he was settling for three-pointers or choosing the three-pointers instead of driving. And he... I even wrote down there there was one three-pointer that he had after right after the timeout. So it was 12 to 2, uh, Boston. They called a timeout. Atlanta called a timeout. He comes out, Tatum, and takes a three when he had an opportunity to drive. And I think he got a little bit on the passive side. And I wrote down Tatum obsessed with three-pointers. 
once he started attacking more often, then the things started to change. Uh, Marcus Smart early on was great. Uh, and then he kind of, it was like Marcus Smart early, Marcus Smart late. Tatum uh, did a great job once he started getting downhill. Jalen Brown was con- kind of felt like consistent throughout the game. He had a monster game, 32 points, five rebounds, two assists. He shot 52%, six of eight from three. Jalen pulled up for a three. It was 113-110, and Jalen pulled up for a three, and I swear I gasped. I was like, oh, no. And he nailed it. There were probably like two or three three-pointers in this game where, where they launched, and I said, here we go. And it went in. I was like, all right, I'll take it. People tweeted me like, how, how do you feel about this offense? I'm like, whatever shots go in, I'm fine with at this point. So Jalen Brown hit some shots. The, the, the big turning point here, Clint Capella caught an alley-oop. It was 113-110. Uh, and then Boston hit him with an 11-0 run to take an eight-point lead. Uh, the capper was a chase down block by Jalen Brown, which was an awesome defensive play. They come down the other end. Horford misses a corner three-pointer, but Tatum comes in and crashes and gets that that big putback dunk, and that was it. That was a wrap. But just for good measure, Marcus Smart at the end scored. He had seven fourth-quarter points. All of them were in the final minute and a half. Uh, and then, obviously, the best, absolute best part, the absolute best part was the Hawks trying to inbound the ball four separate times. I've never seen this before in my life. Three separate times where, where Trey Young, twice Trey Young threw it off of Marcus Smart, once hits him in the nuts. I mean, come on. Marcus, even just in defending the inbound, he gets he gets hit down there. Like, come on, man. <laughs> uh so Trey hits him, hits the ball off of uh, Smart twice. Uh, DeAndre Hunter throws it off of Al Horford once, and then he just throws it away. So that was a, a wild sequence there. 18-7 close to the, the game. That's that's exactly the type of close you want. Maturity, uh, that type of thing. Uh, it's all it's all just it it didn't it didn't earn any trust back for me because. This is this wasn't um, prosperity. They still can't handle prosperity. I don't think they're any better at handling the good times. This this was this was adversity. This was the Hawks fought, 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 and the Celtics were like, we don't want to lose this game. We don't want to go back to Boston and have to face them in a game seven. You don't want that. You want days off. So the Celtics handle adversity very, very well. They, I trust the Celtics when it comes to adversity. When their backs are against the wall, they can be really good. When the pressure is on them to perform, they perform. It's when they're up 3-1 that they have the problems. Or when they're up 3-0, when they have a big lead, that's when they relax too much. So, overall, just a great win, great finish, great poise down the stretch. Uh, there was a long stretch of this game where it felt like, you know, maybe they didn't have it, you know, they, they weren't playing their absolute best, but they found it. And that's the most important thing, which leads me into segment two, which is sometimes it's just about the win and it's not about how they win. It's just that they win. I'll talk about that a little bit more, that whole thing coming up next. First. 
Today, I got to bring you the Nissan Electric Player of the Week, which is the player of Game 6. And lots of choices here for me to, to, to look at. And ob the obvious choices seem to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but I'm going to go with Marcus Smart because 22 points, 4 assists, 6 of 12 shooting, 2 of 5 from from three, he hits a huge, huge three pointer after, you know, a, a, a couple of missed three pointers. He was left wide open and he missed a couple. Then he comes back, he gets that extra little beat, takes the shot and, uh, makes it today's the, the, um, electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Uh, the Nissan Aria you to your seat power and premium intelligence, all-in-one electric vehicle. Premium intelligence is how I would describe Marcus Smart. Uh, on top of the the typical kind of uh, fiercely elegant game that he would normally play, but the premium intelligence in this game for Smart, just the way he defended Trey Young, the way he played down the stretch, uh, the the pass to Al Horford for the three pointer. Just the the overall play, Marcus doesn't get a lot of opportunities to be the Nissan Electric Player of the Week, but this is this is a good one for him. Um, and and you know in this one he did deliver on duality. He was a great offensive player and a great defensive player. And so when it comes to the perfect crossover, uh, Marcus Smart showed that for you. The all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria is the electric vehicle for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I believe it's very, very important. Um, and, and there are a lot of people say, well, I don't need therapy. I think that's, a, a, I disagree with that concept. I think we could all use some, uh, even if it's just talking through some minor challenges in life. I don't think everybody quite understands how those things start to pile up. I know I've benefited from therapy and the stress of covering a team in the playoffs. This is where better help comes in because I'm going to be on the road. Uh, I'm going to be on the road in Philly and wherever New York, Miami, wherever that next series is, assuming the Celtics get through that and wherever the next series is, and it's going to be stressful. I'm going to be away from my family. I'm going to be uh, working really hard. I'm going to be up super, super late working late nights, better help. He's going to have me, uh, covered here because I can talk to a therapist, uh, online. I could do it over text. I could do it over the phone. Uh, it's all virtual and it's completely flexible, convenient, suited to my schedule. It's very simple. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist it's really important to get matched with the right one. So you try it. If this person is not right for you, you can switch and there's no additional charge or anything like that. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult to get started. This is a great way to get started on your terms at your time. So give it a shot. Betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA gets you 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. 
I want to thank you for making the Locked On Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Why not make the second listen? Locked On NBA. It's got you covered across the league. Uh, I think the next podcast that I'm going to do will be the Monday podcast. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens over the weekend. The Celtics will practice. If anything good comes out of it, You know, maybe I'll drop a quick bonus one. But expect the next one to be dropping on Sunday. I'll see if I can basically that'll be a Philadelphia series preview. So check that out. Uh, this there, there's a lot of emotions that have come out over the weekend here. And I think as we look back at this first round, win, the Celtics win it in six. Okay. I thought Celtics in five and, and generally you say, okay, Celtics in five and they don't win it in, in they, they take one more game. All right, that that's one game, one way, either way. It's, you know, what are five, six? They won. It didn't take them seven. They won. They and they covered the spread. They won by eight. The spread was seven. So you won. You covered the spread. That's what more do you want, right? I think around here we 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 want style points at this point. And and I think I don't know. May, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the one that's um, overreacting to some of the reaction that I see. And it's, I'm certainly guilty of that because the, a lot of the reaction that I see is on Boston sports journal. Did I introduce myself before John Corrales? I covered the team for Boston sports journal. Oh boy. If you're a new listener, <laughs> you know, it's late. It's almost 4am. I'm trying to do this in a almost live fashion, no editing, no nothing. Uh, but I write on Boston Sports Journal and and there's, you know, a bunch of commenters in there, subscribers and all of that. I'm on Twitter, there's a bunch of comments there and all that. Uh YouTube, there's a bunch of comments there and all that. I see a lot of reactions. And it feels like the wins when they win aren't good enough. The losses when they lose are ah into the world. But you know, you, you do not, you absolutely do not want the team to be extending a series. That's, I, let's get that out here first. You don't want a team to play six games when they should be playing five, right? It's, it's too much, I think, to expect a team to sweep. We probably shouldn't be saying they should have swept them. And like that's, that's unrealistic to say you should expect a sweep in the playoffs. I mean, unless it's a one eight and that eight is just, you know, one of those, one of those years where the one is a do- obviously a dominant team. And the eight is a, a 37 win team because the bottom of the conference sucks. These are teams with pride. The Hawks are a really good offensive team and, and they did play hard and, you know, credit to those guys, credit to Quinn Snyder, credit to, to everybody on the team. They played their butts off. And hey, you know what? I came into the series with a certain expectation. I have to adjust my expectations, and we all have to adjust our expectations. And things change. Like, for example, there was a play where um, John Collins got a three pointer late in the game, and the Celtics had been letting John Collins shoot all series long. And. He got a three pointer. All of a sudden, they're scrambling to get out to to try and challenge that shot because he's he's been hot. He from game five to game six, Collins is showing his absolute best. 
And I spent a lot of game five on press row questioning what the hell John Collins even is in the NBA. You know, is he, is he actually a small ball center? Is he kind of like a, a more athletic version of Grant Williams who doesn't shoot as well? Like what, what is he? Who is he? What's his future in the league? And here he is. As soon as we start doing that, he ha- he starts hitting these three pointers, and the Celtics had to react to that. They had to adjust. They had to change their game plan. If we expect a team and a coach to have to adjust to how the uh, the team is playing, wouldn't it stand to reason that we, as people who watch, have to and analyze? I, it's my job to analyze these things. We have to adjust our expectations just because I came in and I said, this is going to be an easy series. This is going to be a cakewalk. This is going to be Celtics in five, and I'm doing the Hawks a favor by giving it to them in five. Um, I'm giving them the favor of, of shooting the lights out in one game. So, you know, some of that's on me. Like, I, have to, I think I have to adjust my expectations. I still don't think it should have gone six games. They obviously should have closed them out. They shouldn't have been outscored the way they were in in game five. That is a given. You don't want to pile up extra games. You don't want to pile up extra minutes. You know, Marcus Smart takes a couple of hits, and you don't know if that's going to uh, linger. Probably not. But whatever, you you just don't want these extra minutes. You don't want uh, the extra 30 minutes that Al Horford played. Those are unnecessary minutes. At the same time, the Celtics... Figured things out. Joe Mazzula figured things out. Made great adjustments. You know, you look for the silver lining in a lot of this stuff, and and you just look at, hey, they they won the series. They won the series. Again, I still don't trust them with a lead. I still don't trust them in the good times, because that's where they let they let go. But they found a way to win this series. They found a way to hold off a very motivated, very confident team at home, shooting the lights out. The Hawks are not a good three-point shooting team. They shot 43%. That's, That's a game that the Hawks, they had everything going. And you could easily, as a Hawks fan, say, if Trey Young doesn't, completely go cold in the second half, that's a game that the Hawks could have won. They were right there. They could have forced the seventh game. So credit to them and credit to the Celtics for figuring it out. Joe Mazzula after the game said, my play calling at the end of game five slowed slowed things down. So I kind of got away from that. Like that's, that's important recognition to say, I think Joe Mazzula said, and, and, and this is kind of the balance. We want more structure down the stretch. Hey, run some plays, call some plays. But I think Joe was overdoing it. He saw that he was overdoing it. So he dialed it back. That's learning. And honestly, if it takes losing one playoff game, for Joe Mazzulla to learn an important lesson like that and adjust, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe there's a silver lining on the other side of it. If Joe Mazzulla has learned an important lesson out of a playoff loss 
in a game in a, in a series that they won. It's not great that it cost them a game, but also if if he's going to learn that kind of lesson and it applies and we saw them play better down the stretch here in the last 5 minutes it was 180 degrees from what they played in the last game, maybe maybe that was worth it. Maybe that was worth it. So, you don't get style points in the NBA. You don't. But like I said, close out the series when you should when you're supposed to. But if it's if it's an ugly win or a, a win that you didn't expect or maybe they didn't play great and they still squeaked it out, you know what? Take it. The Celtics have advanced. Let's look at some of the individuals, uh, some of the other guys who played really, really well because there, there were some really good performances here. And I'll dive into some of the ones that I might have touched on already. First, let's talk about eBay and eBay Motors. This show brought to you by eBay Motors. And we know for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Those of you who are new on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, I really do appreciate you hopping in here and checking the podcast out. Uh, love to uh, hear your opinions. Make you know, sh- let us know uh, the comments there in the in the YouTube section. That's a great way to kind of communicate and let me know what you think. Jalen Brown became the third Celtic to score thirty or more points and shoot at least fifty percent overall in three straight playoff games. The third Celtic. Who are the other two? Only John Havlicek and Larry Bird. So that's nice. That's good company. Um, JB was was great in this game. And he's been great so far in, in the playoffs. Um, well, I shouldn't, not all playoffs, but the last couple of games he's been uh, amazing for, for the Celtics. Uh, that that's like I said before, some of the shots that he took, I was not sure about, but man, he stepped up and hit clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot. It was, it was just on the edge. No one got to, to, uh, I think it was like a, a bigger than a five point lead, uh, you know, throughout this game. And it was just whenever it looked like somebody was going to get some separation, somebody hit a shot. Early on for the Celtics, it was Malcolm Brogdon. I thought Brogdon did a great job. He had 17 points, four assists, two rebounds, shot six of 13 from the field. Uh, he uh, he got the Celtics uh, going early. His second quarter, I thought, was, was, was it his second quarter or was it his first quarter? His first quarter, late first quarter, when uh, he really kind of kept the Celtics uh, in it 
He had five points late in the first quarter. Smart at the beginning of the first quarter, like I said, nine points in the first quarter. He had seven points in the fourth quarter, all in the last minute and a half. Uh, he finished with 22. So nine points in the first quarter, seven points in the fourth quarter. So that's 16. And they had six points kind of spread throughout. But early on, Brogdon, early on, Marcus Smart. And then Jalen Brown just kept rolling. 13 of 25 for for Jalen. That 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 was that's great. Uh and that that big block shot down the stretch, uh setting up that that key moment for Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum stepped up. Each guy, Tatum and Brown, scored 14 points in the second half. Um Tatum had uh a, a, a big fourth quarter as well, and he finished with 30 points. So the Celtics have only lost once when they've combined for 60 or more points. Tatum's big thing, 14 rebounds. That's the the Hawks were able to get to the offensive glass, which, you know, it was very infuriating. But at the same time, the second chance points difference, 24 to 18, it's not that bad. 24 to 18. The Celtics gave up. 12 offensive rebounds, but they had 11 of their own. So overall, not bad there. Um, the Celtics won the battle of points in the paint. The Celtics won fast break, 18 to four. Uh, and for the first time this series, I believe the shots were even 94 apiece. So that, that's a big, that the Celtics have been losing that, that, uh, possession battle all series long. So this was, this was a huge kind of win there. Uh, and the Celtics win by eight. So they make three more baskets, all of them, three pointers, 47 for 94 versus 44 for 94. Boston was 18 for 42 from three, 15 for 35 for Atlanta. So three, three pointers, that's nine point difference. Well, where's that extra point come from? The Hawks had an extra, um, an extra free throw. So that's where you get an eight point game. Celtics had three more threes. Hawks had one extra free throw. So it's an eight point win. But anyway, uh, I thought Tatum with the rebounding, uh, prevented a little bit more damage from being done there. So, uh, Tatum had this, uh, Tatum had a really good game. Uh, Al Horford started off slow and it just felt like, Oh God, poor Al can't, can't hit a thing. And then he started getting hot, and Al Horford has the quote of the game where he said uh, "The there was somebody who was talking trash to him, and he said, oh, I, won't, I won't tell you who it was, but uh, you can talk trash to some people, but if you talk trash to me, it's not going to go well for you. Like, whoa, whoa, can I just say that? I think Al Horford's talking a lot more trash this year than usual, or at least more obvious trash than I've seen it. That that was a huge, that was a huge play, and the fact that he uh, was, the fact that he was um, just jawing there, and that that was amazing. That was awesome. But Horford, I mean, he had twelve rebounds. 
Uh, and three offensive rebounds. He finished with 10 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, two steals, three block shots. Al Horford did a little bit of everything in this game. He was everywhere. Uh, like I said, smart, smart down the stretch was was awesome. The pass to Horford was big. The he, they they were they were getting him into the middle. So Tatum and Brown, Tatum especially, were drawing these double teams. They were accepting the double teams, getting the ball to Smart in the middle, and Smart kind of got into the paint. One time he hits a Horford. The next time he kind of like gives that fake and, and gets the layup. Great, great finish. You know, obviously smart. You know, it, it, it bad turnover in there. A couple of open miss, open shots that missed. But overall, smart, smart was great. Grant Williams, got to give Grant some love. Grant had like no, um, no, no playing time all all series long marginal here and there, a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes. Uh, then all of a sudden he comes in and plays 17 and a half. Joe Missoula makes the adjustment. No, uh, Sam Hauser in the second half that that wasn't working for them. They needed somebody who was switchable that could still rebound and still play de- you know, play the defense, but wasn't a liability on offense. He hits one of the one, three pointer. Every basket was obviously huge in here. Couple of rebounds. Then there was a couple of plays there where you know Grant didn't play, uh, you know didn't make the right play. There was one rebound where I was like, "You got to box out. You can't be Grant Williams in there and not box out." And, and he, a rebound kind of went over his head. But uh, overall, Grant comes in and plays really good defense. Does a little bit of everything. Couple of rebounds and assist, a steal uh, for a guy that had been on the bench and just kind of sitting there. Very easy to get lost. There and you know, early on in the game, you're watching this going back and forth and hoping for your opportunity. And it's very easy to be, uh, you know, tuning out, but he stays with it. He was very engaged all series long, you know, he was very engaged. Uh, you can see him on the bench talking to everybody, and you know, that's that's a professional. And he comes in and, and does a really good job. They they needed him in this game. And, uh, you know, shout out to Ryan Bernardoni who, who summed it up very well on Twitter. If you don't know him, he's at danger cart on Twitter. You might've heard him on some other podcasts, but he's, he had a great tweet when it comes to, uh, Grant Williams. He's a guy who got, he went from like DNPs to having a marginal role to having a critical role in the upcoming Philadelphia series. He is going to be critical against the Sixers. There's no doubt about that. Um, but Hey, credit to him. He, I thought, I thought he played great down the stretch. So Celtics come in, do the job, get this, uh, get, get the job done. Uh, Jason Tatum apologizing to Janet Jackson after the game was amazing. Not only was it amazing cause he, he, there's this admission that, yeah, we were supposed to do this. So sorry, Janet, but there's like for a brief second, you have the, this little, it's almost like the, this little boy, Jason Tatum goes from like grown man, MVP candidate sitting there, just dropped 30 points on the Hawks to you I hope Janet hears this. Sorry, Janet. Um, it was just kind of like, you know, th- that was just like a fun little moment. Um, I got a kick out of it. So I thought, I thought Jason apologizing to Janet was fun. I thought Derek, uh, I'm going to say Derek white, uh, Derek white didn't have a great game, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Kemba Walker at the game, 
again, so he's been to all these games in Atlanta, which is not that far for him to go from, you know, Charlotte, which is where he lives. Uh, but he's back. It's good to see him back there. Good to see the guys when they see him, just loving seeing him. The smiles on these guys' faces, it's just you see Tatum post game and you see Brown post game. I see these guys all the time. They're in the locker room. They're always, they always got the serious faces on. They don't show us a ton of personality uh, because, you know, they want to keep the media at arm's length. I, I don't blame them for that. They, you know, it's not like uh, we have a very business-like interaction. We're not, we're not friends or anything like that. First of all, I'm old enough to be their dad. So they wouldn't even want to be friends with me if they could. Um, so, they keep a very business-like demeanor. So you don't see, you don't see the big smiles and the actual personalities that these guys have very often. Kemba Walker shows up and all of a sudden the big smile show up. Uh, Jalen Brown, who's generally, it feels like a very serious guy. He sees Kemba and he like lights up and it's like, I didn't realize you had that many teeth, Jalen. I've never seen you smile like that before. It's awesome to see. Those guys kind of have that that moment there. Uh, and the last funny thing that I saw, uh, the video of Jason Tatum after the game uh, walking into the tunnel, and he slaps five with Brad Stevens so hard that I swear Brad's hand still stings from that. I've never <laughs> seen a guy slap five with somebody that hard. That was incredible. Uh, that's it. That's my thoughts. I'm done talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that's it. On to the Philadelphia 76ers. So, this is the Friday podcast. I'm sure the Celtics will practice on Saturday and Sunday. So, there will be something coming out of those those two days. Sunday, I'll put a podcast together. I'll do a preview of the Sixers series. Uh, Spoiler alert, I think the Celtics are going to win that series. So, I'll break it down for you coming up on Sunday. So, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. And, uh, I would love it if you, when you are a subscriber, share the podcast, hop into that, 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 uh, YouTube section, the the comment section, comment there, uh, share that podcast, spread the word, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the lockdown podcast network, your team every day.